So, Mike, we're back at it again. I feel like you and I are talking once a month now about these cultural conundrums we find ourselves in, these things that are going on in the culture. The latest is Hocus Pocus 2, the sequel to the 1993 film that has really gained popularity over the years. What what was your reaction when you first heard that Hocus Pocus was coming back for another round? Well, you're right. Here we are again. It seems all too common in today's culture that we are being bombarded with uh, everything except for Christianity. And that's really my first reaction is that we've normalized something that really did create quite a stir about 30 years ago, but now unfortunately is just going to be accepted along with all of the other garbage that we're being fed in, in mass media. So, I mean, my reaction was, um, wow, look, look at look at the way in which they're presenting this in this generation. We've we've really have confirmed some of the greatest fears of the previous generation was that we would normalize it. And we did. Yeah, well, and that's what's so interesting. There was a religion news service piece, which we'll talk a little bit more about um, in a bit here. But they were talking about the fact that there was a more friendly face put on witchcraft in this sequel. The original came in 1993. There was a lot of talk about the so-called satanic panic at the time. There was a lot of awareness and worry about the occult at that time. Flash forward, here we are. Now there's apparently a more friendly face on witchcraft. Why, Why do you think that is? Unpack that a little bit. Well, I'm going to give a biblical answer as a pastor. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14 says, and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. So Satan's always been taking on a form that we will accept. He's not going to show up in a form that we would immediately uh, reject. And so, of course, they're going to put a friendly face uh, to witchcraft because that's how you normalize it and that's how you get it to the masses. And I think that's why we have to be discerning. I mean, we've really got to discern like never before. And I think, unfortunately, we'd like to believe that as a society, we're getting better, that we're increasing in knowledge, that we're increasing in wisdom. Unfortunately, it is possible that we would decrease in discernment and what looks like wisdom to man is actually foolishness to God. And so we've just got to be vigilant. Yeah, and and I want to read this, and then I want to talk about how we got here. This is just a little snippet from Religion News Service, their coverage of this. They said, Satanic panic is ancient history, and modern witchcraft has fully emerged from the proverbial bloom, broom closet, legally recognized and accepted as a spiritual path in religion. They go on to list a bunch of other things. Um, prison chaplains host Wiccan circles, and Satanists fight openly for religious equality. Occult practices such as tarot are now openly practiced by teens from all walks of life, and all fates. Um, So they then kind of go into the fact that the movie had to sort of adjust to the times, right? And how they presented witchcraft. How did culture get to the point of what I just described? You know, I'm going to give an answer that I think is uh, not typical because I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, how did we get to the point where you walk into major grocery stores, major retailers, and you can find occult items and items of the new age where people are trying to access spiritual power without Jesus Christ? And I, yes, I think obviously we have the world to blame, but also I think we have the church to blame partly for that. I think what happens is people are seeking uh, the power of God. And unfortunately, if they can't come to a local church and receive prayer, if, you know, if, if, if people are not believing for healing, if people are not actually confronting the works of darkness, like we're taught to do in the book of Ephesians, 
Sometimes if you go to a church where maybe we, we provided people with programs and we've tried so hard to give people um, a community and a community experience, well, you can have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And so what I really see is a generation that is seeking power. It's just they don't know that they can actually receive it through uh, the body of Christ. And so I think if you're watching this and you are a Christian, on one side, we're critiquing the new age and we're critiquing these demonic th infrastructures that are being built in our society. But on the other side, it's prophets of Baal versus Elijah. Like we've got to show them uh, that, that the power of God is still real. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because Scripture's really clear on these things. We've talked about this in the past, you and I, um, but but Scripture's clear that we should not be engaging with the occult, with fortune tellers, with magic, any of this stuff, right? It's not something we should be engaging in. And yet, even in that religion news service piece, they they noted that people of different faiths are merging some of this stuff in, um, including some Christians. They're pulling some of this in. I, I think what you just said is so important. We have a responsibility to reach people. Uh, now, a lot of other people in the secular world are laughing at Christians right now. They're seeing some of the reactions to Hocus Pocus 2 and some of these other projects, and they're sort of snickering. But what would you say to those people to try to help them understand why Christians are speaking out about this? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to make it very plain that 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says that the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. And so if you're watching this right now and you're under scrutiny because you're discerning spiritual things and people think that you're crazy, let me just help you understand that 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 should comfort you. They're never going to understand the things of the Spirit because they, quite frankly, they're dead in the spiritual realm because of their sins. They haven't received uh, forgiveness for their sins and uh, they haven't been washed by the blood of Christ. And so there's going to be a level of foolishness to this, to people. And I, for me, I've just got to be okay with that. The other thing is in society, what happens is we create a phenomenon where being new age is almost connected to intellectualism, entrepreneurship. You actually see entrepreneurial circles where, oh, you know, we're spiritual business people. And so the enemy, what Satan does is he connects these values. And then Christians, we're looked at as, oh, we're ignorant. Um, you know, they're, they're, there's like a, their belief system is dated. You know, we used to believe that, but we've evolved. And, and so what happens is you kind of have these values that are connected in a way that we know is not true. And so to, to the people who are watching right now who don't know the things of God, I will just say this, what breaks my heart is that they're seeking a power. And I will say witchcraft works, which is why it's growing. And, and I, I know this is controversial, but the demonic does cooperate with your desires. And that's why it takes off because all these young people are like, oh, well, um, I, I got a, a psychic reading and it was right. I tried to do this thing, you know, I'm doing tarot cards or whatever I'm consulting and it was right. And so what happens is just like when Jesus was taken up on the mountain, mountain and he was tempted by Satan. Satan said, I'll give you all of this. I mean, he is the prince of the power of this earth and does have the ability to give and to, and you know, I used to say the devil's in the blessing business too. It's just that that blessing will cost you everything. And so I, I'm confident that over a period of time, people are going to awaken to how bad this really is. It's just, we're trying to save you from the consequences of it. Yeah, you know, it's deeply discouraging what is going on, right? This increase that we're seeing in all this. At the same time, what is interesting to me 
is that it exposes there's this God-shaped hole, which we've all talked about in different ways, but that the fact remains God created us. People are looking for connection to the Almighty. They're looking for something bigger than themselves. And we're in a me, me, me society. So, of course, the witchcraft thing, all of that, it makes sense that people are turning to it as culture moves away from faith. But I think it exposes that need that people have to connect with something, which is an opportunity for Christians, I would think, to step into that, right, in a more bold way. I don't know if you want to react to that at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, that was so good. I mean, what witchcraft is, it's power without accountability, and it's power without Christ. And people love the idea of being in control of their entire life. As a matter of fact, the Christian narrative is you can't find life until you lose your life. You literally surrender everything. And witchcraft is the opposite of surrender. It's control. And so really what's sad is what we're seeing is millions of people around the world abandoning their faith because they're so desperately in search of control. I think coming through the last several years, people feel like they live in a chaotic world and witchcraft gives them access to a form of control. The only problem is it's going to cost you everything. It's going to ravage your life. It's going to damage your life. And what I think Christians have always done, I mean, even before the old covenant, it was Noah saying, hey, there's going to be a flood. I'm giving you an opportunity. There's a consequence for the way you're living your life. And Christians have always, the narrative of people of faith uh, has always been, we are giving you an opportunity for, for true freedom because what you have right now looks like a form of freedom, but the, the toll that it's going to take is too great. And unfortunately, there's they're going to listen to us now or they're going to listen to us later. But either way, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Jesus Christ. All right, last question for you. As we sort of navigate this, we know there are lots of debates in the church. Things like Halloween create a lot of back and forth. And we're not going to get into Halloween, but I, I want to kind of focus back on Hocus Pocus 2 because there are people who are believers. They they love the Lord. Their kids are getting pressure maybe because they, you know, they want to see the movie. Or the parents thinking, well, you know what? Like I can teach my kids this isn't really something they need to engage in. And they're kind of tempted to maybe let their kids watch the film. What would you say to those parents? You know, I would say I, I talk to a lot of parents as a pastor and I've had this conversation. You know, I think that there's a resiliency that most kids have that we need to learn how to observe. For example, most kids, when they, when they watch like the first movie, for example, were terrified. And, and there was a fear that was produced as a result of watching it. I mean, that first movie, which was a generation ago, it really produced a lot of fear. And I think what happens is we ignore the signs as parents. And we say, well, you know, later on in life, They'll say, well, I'm, I remember that movie. It's nostalgic to me. It was a part of my childhood. But we don't remember. Yeah, but actually we ran to our parents' room for a couple of weeks because it terrified us. And so stop ignoring the signs that is it is producing fear. And it's funny because... Fear in one generation normalizes witchcraft in the next generation because we took something that produced that, that feeling, produced that reaction, and then we told them, oh, it's just pretend. And then in the next generation, it's not pretend anymore. They're in their rooms doing the rituals, doing the seances. They're in their bedroom. They're on their phone participating. You know, witch talk has got million. I think it's over a billion views cumulatively of Gen Z who are actually participating in witchcraft. So it moved from the movie screen into their bedrooms. And now they're not afraid of it. They're actually participating in it. And that's why I think what happens is 
Christians, oh, they're just, they're overreacting. But I think the fruit of it, the result of it is very obvious. It, it's now moved from the movie screen into their bedroom, into their phone, and into their everyday life. And that's a problem. And that is something to pray about as Christians over the culture and for us to be aware of, um, because who knows where this is going next. I'm sure you and I will be connecting again very soon to talk about another project. Appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks so much for helping us get the word out.